there's a lot of opportunities. There are people that are following you right now, even if you have a really small audience that would love to go deeper with you. This is possible. Like the dream is to continually serve your audience where you just create stuff you love that your audience loves and you only talk about stuff that you love. And you continually make the filter more narrow so that the only things you promote, the only things you talk about are things you know are gonna serve your audience and that you also benefit from as well. It's a great place to be. Well, yeah. Too good to be true? Can making money from your writing really feel like that? It can. It may seem far off or scary right now, but I'll bet 30 minutes from now you'll be super encouraged and have at least one idea where you go, you know, I could do that to start. Welcome to Episode 5 of Season 2 of the Hope Writer Podcast. Whether you're a dreamer, beginner, longtime blogger, future author, or already published, if you want your writing to give others hope, we want to give you hope. Welcome home. This episode, How We Make Money Writing. Wouldn't it be great if you'd be able to create a part-time or even full-time income from your writing? Well, you may have more options than you realize. We're going to share a bunch of those options. You'll hear what's worked for us. You'll hear Michaelin's journey of how she started and why she changed. You'll hear about the first money Emily ever made from her blog. It wasn't money. It was better. And don't miss the last five minutes of this episode where Brian shows you the success path a choose-your-own-adventure strategy. I think you'll really love that, the last five minutes of this episode. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We started Hope Writers because we know the writing life can be lonely and overwhelming, and you can begin to get relief right now. You can go inside Hope Writers for a week for $1. Just visit hopewriters.com slash trial to join Hope Writers for one week for a buck. That's hopewriters.com slash trial. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith. They've blogged for 10 years, written a bunch of books, done a bunch of awesome things. Marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, who also writes books and does awesomeness. And I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. My first book will be in bookstores next summer. In the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, what's the most important thing for you to get right as a writer? Is it writing skill, certain social media, your platform, your niche? Writing today comes with a lot of choices and expectations. It's easy to get lost and overwhelmed. So what's most important? It can be different for everyone. And in the previous episode, we each share our one most important thing to help you think about yours. That's episode four of season two. What's your one main thing? The previous episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. In this episode, how we make money writing. It's an adventure. Put your toe in and see what works. Who knows? You might be like Emily and see that trying something new helps you discover a dormant longing that ends up paying you. Does that sound good? Brian's a pro at this, and he starts by setting the scene and helping us see that there can be more to a writer's income than getting paid for your words. So you want to be a full-time writer. You compare it to being a teacher. A teacher generally gets one paycheck because Mm. they're a teacher. They're paid by the school or by the school district. But as a writer, we have multiple streams of income. Most writers don't have only one place that's paying them unless you're like a contracted writer for like a company. Mm -hmm. Like you write for an an organization. Or you just write books and you get advances and royalties. 
But even advances in royalties come in different in different ways, shapes, and forms. Okay. And so what we want to talk about is basically what does that sort of the income mix look like? You know, in terms of okay, I get a little revenue from this, and then a check from this, and you know, what does that actually look like? Because I think the myth out there is that writers get paid only for books, but there's actually a lot of different ways. Yeah. That a writer actually makes a living being a writer, and so we wanted to kind of open up that a little bit and kind of show you. They call them streams of revenue or multiple income streams, but it's not just from writing. And I think there's a myth out there that if I become a writer, I get an advance um, from selling my book. Right? I write a book proposal, a publisher likes it, sends sends me a check that will pay for a year or two of my life so that I can go write the book, and then the book comes out and hopefully I sell a bunch of them. And then I get a check every six months on royalties. But there's actually a lot of other ways that that writers make money. And some of it's not just getting paid for the words that you write. Yes. It's getting paid because you write words and have an audience. There's other ways that you can help the audience that you can get paid. So this is a kind of a hopeful way of saying, hey, there's a lot of possibilities. And these are just a couple that are working for us that we've seen, that we use. And hopefully this will give you an idea. And my recommendation is you always have at least three revenue streams. You never want to really rely on only one source of income for because for whatever reason that might dry up and then you're, you're really stuck. It's like investments. You want to be diversified. Mm-hmm. Would you say those three revenue streams are equally percent equal percentage of three revenue streams? I, I don't think it can ever be completely equal. The, the dream actually, um, and this is how I, I run my business, is I never want to have a client or a project that's worth more than 15% of what we do. Because if you look at it that way, I think we, we manage well about six to 10 projects at a time total. And if we have one big project that's like 50% of our revenue, what happens if that project goes away? You're really stuck. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like getting fired from your own job. <laughs> sure. Right. You know? Yep. And so we want to encourage you to say, hey, I can pursue a couple different revenue streams. And some of them you're going to love. Some of them will be really lucrative. Some of them won't go very well, but you got to try it out. Let's talk about a couple of them. That's awesome because you get to pick. There's so many choices. You can pick what feels best for you or what fits your situation. Such as. So I I think the the first, first of all, the biggest myth out there is that you have to be the one that creates the stuff that you get paid for. And savvy writers have figured out that you can actually promote other people's stuff and get paid for promoting other people's stuff. So it's not just your stuff all the time. Okay. So you, you get off the, the busy train of having to continually come up with new content all the time because your people are also interested in other things. And I know Emily and Michael and both of you have benefited from summits and uh, affiliate launches and a bund- bundle sales. Can you guys talk about that a little bit? Because that's, that's, a, that's a good place to get started. Yeah, yeah well, actually, Brian and I work together on some bundle sales stuff because – one of the ways that bundle sales work great, like we work with Ryan and Stephanie from the Ultimate Bundles, and they do two things. Anyone can sell and promote their bundles, which are lots of digital products, e-courses, e-books, bonuses, what have you, based around one topic. So they might do blogging, or they might do photography, or they might do home or health. And so anyone is welcome just to sign up and promote those things. Even though you didn't write it, you didn't contribute to the content. You can just become an affiliate. But the sweet spot is if you write something and are a contributing author, you make almost twice as much when you are promoting it. 
that's what Brian and I have done. And it's been such a great way to reach an audience we never could reach on our own. So not only did we create a course and we're able to sell it to people that already knew me, but we were be able to partner with Ultimate Bundles and get our course out to people we never would have. Plus, we still made a really good percentage. And this is the best part for the people who bought it. Yeah, it was such a great deal. Sure. Once we sold a course, part of the bundle, it was less than if you bought our course by itself. Yeah, the whole bundle. So it's for less. such a win yes, yes. for you can really get excited about it. And that's when you know you're on to something I think as as like a writer who is wanting to be an affiliate or anyone who's wanting to be an affiliate, if you get excited about sharing it, like if my mom comes over and I tell my mom about it, who isn't even online, mm-hmm. that's when you've hit something, you know, when you're going to tell your friend about it anyway. So I always want to make sure, you know, I'm not going to partner with something unless it makes a lot of sense. I even think for one of these ultimate bundles, I am shocked that everyone in the universe isn't a part of this in a way. I mean, it's worth joining and writing something just to be a part of the bundle. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Because you get you get to see behind the scenes, you get access to the Facebook group, you get to see Wealth what other people do. Mm-hmm. Yep, they train you. They train they you basically well. train you how to be an affiliate That's if you right. want that. Mm-hmm. But then you get your almost double percentage and then you have a product. So it's really great if you see one coming up. Like That's you right. could even get on the website and see what's coming up and be like, Oh, yeah. that kind of is something I could do. I'm yeah. gonna make an ebook and see if they'll accept me. How many contributors contributors like in a typical bundle? How many things if I bought it would I be getting? About a hundred. So I'd be getting a hundred things, I'd be paying one price for it. Mm-hmm. All the people who contributed get a certain cut of it. Right. All the people who promoted it get an affiliate cut of it. Right. And then I get all this stuff for not very yeah. much money. It is truly a win-win. Like mm-hmm. I think it's one of it's one of the things I get more most excited about sharing yeah. with the nesting place community because it's just crazy great amount of knowledge and the great thing about that too is it doesn't cost the person who buys it any more than you know if they're going to buy it anyway it's just they buy it they get the value it's that's over for them but then the people that it benefits on the other side is great you know it's just like with for example amazon affiliates which P.S. For a long time, mm-hmm. North Carolina, we couldn't be Amazon affiliates. Remember those days? I remember those dark days. I thought about not moving to North Carolina because of that reason. State I, whoa! Yeah. State I thought name. about living in Fort Mill instead of Charlotte because wow, of that reason. Wow, Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the rule like see a how, month or two before we moved. See how Brian thinks? Wow. Do you yeah. need to say what that is? Yeah, well, yeah. affiliate affiliate revenue is, is one of those streams. And so Amazon's a great place to get started. So you've been reading a book that you like. And instead of just sharing the link to Amazon, what do you do? I share my affiliate link, which means that if someone clicks on my affiliate link from my website and they go to Amazon and if they buy that book, I get a little commission. They don't pay any more for the book than they would have. Right, They're going right. to buy the book anyway. And you were going to talk about the book well, anyway. Well, and then the lovely thing is, and then if they go buy a TV and a bedspread, I also get a portion of that if on, they go to it through my link. On the same shopping thing. On the trip. same shopping cart. Yeah. So Within, is it 24 hours now or what is it? I don't know what it is yeah, now. I think it's 24 hours. But Another can, win-win kind of thing. So when I know I'm going to buy something on Amazon, I'll go to a friend's website and click through their link, whatever Amazon link I can find. It doesn't matter if I'm going to buy that particular thing they're linking to because I want them to get that credit for mm-hmm. whatever I'm going to pay I for to anyway. Too. Like, who do I want to Yeah, because you don't do it on your own because that's mm-hmm. kind of right. not allowed. So in North Carolina, it was not legal for a while or whatever. You just couldn't be an affiliate in North yeah. Carolina. It's just such a new world that, mm-hmm. that local laws kind of take a while to catch up to what's happening on the internet. Well, my first money I made from having a blog, I think, was from actually like 
I have a blog and here's the money that I'm making, I think was Stitch Fix. And it wasn't even money at first. It was just clothes. Mm-hmm. Which is <laughs> so the same. I would get credit for, like, I would talk about Stitch Fix. And then, because I liked it, it was fun. And then I had a little affiliate, like a little link that I would, because I was an affiliate with Stitch Fix. Yep. Is that what they call it when you're yep. like, yeah. And so I would use my link. And then anybody who signed up through them and got their own Stitch Fix, then I would get credit towards my next purchase. So for a couple years, I didn't pay for clothes. And that's what allowed me to have like clothes that I would wear when I'd speak at conferences or different things that I felt nice in. And it's not like I didn't have clothes. Genius. But I didn't go shopping because Mm -hmm. I got free clothes from Stitch Fix. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. Now Stitch Fix changed their some of their ways that they work where you can actually get cash up to a certain amount for your referrals. And so now I get a check from them. But before it was close, which, you know, I'll take either one, but okay. money's nicer. <laughs> Anything else on affiliates? So affiliates is bundles. Affiliates is links, for example, with Amazon or someone else or another product or something someone sells. Yeah. So they they have affiliate marketplaces. Um, some of them can be a little cheesy when it comes to like internet marketing world. If you've not seen how cheesy that world can be, just be warned. But what I like to do with affiliates is think about tools that I already use. Think about things you already use in your life or you're that real, you're, you're really good at this part. I love it. Would never it. occur oh, to me. So fun. The th- go ahead. This part you're going to say would never occur to me. My, what I'd recommend you do if you're if you're a blogger, if you're a if you're a writer, if you're a person with a life, <laughs> you're a human. Is, is you look at things that you use already in your in your life. So you uh, in in internet world, you're you're using website hosting. You're using an email marketing program. You're using. Um, you know, online tools to schedule your post or to do um, graphics for your social media. Anything you pay for, most of those things are gonna have some sort of an affiliate link. And if you share that affiliate link and somebody purchases through that affiliate link, you get a small commission. My favorite commissions are recurring commissions where you say, you know, hey, um, check out this, this tool. I use it all the time, I love it. Here's a couple tips. That can be your blog post. And if you purchase through my link, I get a little commission and people are fine. It doesn't cost any ex- anything extra. And then you just get this little check or a little PayPal um, you know, deposit every month because you shared a tool that you already love. So it's so amazing because you get to talk about what you already do. So it's not like you're trying to come up with new content and you're sharing a tool that you actually really like and you're getting a commission on it. Like it, it's just a win for everybody. I, I think affiliates is, is really underrated. And it's for me... I think it's it's a better revenue stream than advertising. I'm pretty pretty anti-advertising when it comes to blogs, and I know a lot of our listeners have blogs that they've opened up advertising. And uh, when you go to somebody's website, what I want to think is I, I want to have an experience that is congruent with what I expected to experience. And instead, Seth Godin says it's it's um it's disruptive, right? It's advertising is is a disruptive medium. And so when you're going to a website and then all of a sudden there's a car commercial before I can read the blog post, you know? Or like there's some random ad about something completely unrelated to the content. That's really annoying. That is a revenue stream. However, I'm going to say I I think we've we've jumped the shark on that. I don't think that Online advertising unrelated to your content is the best way to serve your audience. If you start with your audience, that ad might not really serve them. And Michael and did did that for a long time. I did. I had ads for a long time. I used a home network. So 
most of the ads were supposed to be like Lowe's and Home Depot. Well, there you go. Which was great. I think sometimes it was great. Like when they advertised the HGTV Dream Home giveaway, I think that got lots of clicks. <laughs> sure, right. that fit. Uh, and that fit you. Yeah, but over time, online advertising, the money that you could make from it went down. And so. But this is the way you got started. This with is the making way money I writing. started making money blogging. And it was my pretty much the basis of my income was through advertising for a couple years. But with ads, it's all about page views. And so you are extremely mindful of your page views. For me, it was to the point of distraction. And so instead of focusing on my content, it's really hard not to get caught up in how can I get more page views? How can I get more hits? And that became the focus because then you start making money from that. And that's a hard game to keep up with. So now I don't do that anymore. I don't have I have zero ads on my blog. And the advertising model started changing too. Yes. Well, and yeah, now the ads are more distracting, Brian. I mean, now it is a video, like you said, yeah. instead yeah. of just like a little cute ad, then they were flashing. Now they're talking. Now they're autoplay. Now they're bigger. And so it just seemed to take over more and more of your beautiful content and landing page. So now what do you do instead to take place of that? in place of that revenue. Lots of different things. It's kind of, I think it's fun to experiment and try different things. It used to feel really scary and now it feels more like a freedom to get to, you know, you just put a toe in and see what works. And if it works, you put, you know, your other toes in, your foot, whatever. <laughs> the rest of your body, whatever. One toe at a time. <laughs> Can you think of a time of something that you tried and you put your toe in and it worked or didn't work? Well, some affiliates don't work for me. And let me say that real quick. I don't do any affiliates where it's like, talk about us. And if someone buys, we'll give you 8% commission. Because I don't believe people necessarily buy like that. I believe we need to hear something eight to 10 times for and it's all about top of mind association. So they might buy a product that I talked about, but not because they click directly from my blog. And so you know, unless it's Amazon, where we're all used to putting a 1000 things in our cart and buying it, or unless it's like Stitch Fix, where you convert a customer and you get a not an, a percentage credit, but you get like this little chunk then those kinds of things have become worth it. So sticking my toe into trying with affiliates where it's just a flat little percentage rate doesn't work for me. It might work for someone else, but that didn't work for me. So what works now? Well, selling, making classes and selling them. So Brian and I do that together. Like creating your own offering. Creating my own online class that has to do with what my entire online presence is about home stuff and then offering that to the readers and we took a survey first like we knew right. what we knew what they wanted from me and I had kind of been putting it off for years I always wanted to do that and so the class has been a great and then you love found out you loved then doing I it found out I loved it. and you I'm were so real glad. real good at doing it well, too I don't know how good I am oh, awesome. but I love doing it and people seem to like it I and mean, they might all be lying to us but we think they like it and that's well they're buying so it good. so that's one way to know yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. I see change we have a Facebook page so you see actual changes so when you see with the blog I always hoped I was helping people they would leave a comment and tell but in the Facebook page with this class I can see it because I see their house before and after so fun but you had to try it we you didn't know for sure if it's going to work or and if it's a risk it. mm -hmm. it's a scary risk with stuff like that I think all good things that especially in businessy things are a risk Back to affiliates real quick. I think sometimes you can think of affiliates and it means like, oh, so I'm going to have to think of something to write of so I can make money. Mm -mm. But no, it's just on the things that you would like, nor and things that you're in, already in your interest that you would normally do. That My favorite fit. way to do an affiliate thing is to actually share your experience with that, with that particular product or with that particular tool and give tips. 
So, so you would say, so let's just use Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix as an example. You would like take pictures of your clothes and like show them what you got in the mail and what you liked and what you didn't like. And here's the link to sign up and, you know, post your pictures and use a, a hashtag. And I'd like to see what you found, you know, so it becomes a conversation and you yeah. just, you tell the truth. It's fun. Tell the whole truth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When we looked at changing our email marketing program, I went on YouTube and I typed in the name of the email marketing program. And then I watched like the first 20 videos that came up because I wanted and make sure we were making the right decision. And my favorite video was seven reasons not to sign up for this email marketing program. Mm. Like that was the name of the video. Mm-hmm. It was genius. And it was an affiliate video. <laughs> but he was talking about, hey, he said, you know, there's a lot of things to love about this, but I'm going to be completely 100% honest with you. And I'm going to tell you the seven reasons why I don't like it. And it was really like that made me want to buy it even more because now I knew what I might not have known, right. you know, Trust. and I also trusted him more like I've subscribed to his channel. And I, I think that's what you can do. You can talk about your real life experience with things you actually use. Hemingway and Steinbeck couldn't do any of this. No, they, they were, didn't live in this world. No, they were <laughs> they were waiting for the publisher. You know, they, they, they had to have permission from somebody else. And we don't have to have that permission anymore. Well, we get the permission from our readers. Our so, readers will let us know if we're doing too many affiliate launches. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yes. So affiliates. So yeah, there's, well, we've covered a couple. The traditional writing of getting a book deal and getting a royalty in advance and all that kind of stuff, okay? Then you have affiliates where you're selling somebody else's thing, you're recommending somebody else's thing. You have advertising on your blog. I particularly, I know I'm biased because this is what we do for a living, but I think you creating your own course Mm -hmm. where you think about your audience, what's the pain they're struggling with, what's the goal you can help them achieve or the success that they could experience, and what's the path or the process to get them there, and you package that in a training, which I would suggest doing an online video course, walking them through that process. Videos can be short. Oh, super short. Yeah, three minutes. Yeah, yeah. You and could start small too, right? You that's don't have right. To, you don't have to spend six months thinking of the whole thing no. if you don't want. Yeah, you could do it in a weekend. Yeah, you could do it in, in just a few hours. Just showing what you do on your screen. This is how I use this tool. And then just selling that and saying, hey, I show you. I walk you through exactly how I blog. Here's how I in – Hope, in the Hope Writers Facebook group yesterday, people were asking, how do I change that image when I post a link to Facebook from my blog? And the image that shows up, like how do I change that? Okay, that's a great like $10 course. If somebody were to create three or four videos saying these are the tools you need, here's how to do it, walk through it step by step, how to check it on Facebook, and then from from now until, you know, years from now, whenever somebody has that question, they can say, well, you know, here's a quick overview, but if you want to know step by step, I've created a course. Mm-hmm. It's 10 bucks. It's really easy. Like you can knock something like that in just a couple of hours and and you know serve people while still receiving. You weren't a you great weren't benefit. pushing it. You're just offering it. Emily. Yes, Dad. You've recently created a course. <laughs> I did create my first. <laughs> Congratulations. Online course. Thanks. I did. It's one of those things that I've been thinking about, like you said, for years about doing. And what scared me was the technology. Like I had the material. I've been sitting on the material for a oh, year now. Wow. But I didn't know how to get it from my head to a reader's computer. And so what I did was I took an online course <laughs> by Amy Porterfield 
And then I finished that online course. Mm -hmm. I watched every one of her videos from beginning to end. And as I watched her videos, I created my course each step of the way. That's just how I chose to do it. So it did take me six months to do because I learned all the stuff how to do it on my own. Kind of. <laughs> Parts I haven't learned. I've already learned like had, what I've done wrong. You but had to work very hard on that part. I did. And I think it's important to know your own like your own work style and work at your own pace and don't be like it's okay if you can't finish it in a weekend because like I right, had to right. learn I had to learn I had to buy the software in some aspects of it and and then learn how to use that software and then learn how to edit the videos and so there's a lot of steps to it but now I know how to do that stuff. But your motivation even wasn't to make money at it. You weren't thinking, what can I do to make well, money? Well, I hope to make money. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, that wasn't but necessarily first came, the, yeah, first, first came, came the, this, actually, you know. honestly, first came my realization that I really like that format, which was when mm -hmm. we did a Hope Writers webinar last year, yeah. did it with Brian. We did it on how to write a book proposal. And I just really enjoyed putting together the slides and thinking about step by step and kind of going through. And I was like, oh, I have this dormant longing to teach. I didn't realize that that was in me. And so I already had sort of this course material that I've sort of been working from for different things. I wouldn't have called it course material. I just called it like stuff that's in my head that I draw from and ways that I do stuff. But you probably wouldn't go to all the trouble if you were, you, if it was going to be free, you wouldn't spend six months probably putting all no, that together. I, no, I wouldn't have you done that. You need to have some, yeah. something I wouldn't coming have done back. That. Yeah, it's got it because it costs money to make the course, sure. honestly, and mm -hmm. to get to learn how to do stuff. But one thing Lisa Turker said, a couple of years ago, I remember she said, and she's the president of Proverbs 31 Ministry. She's written 1,015 books. And she said, that was an exaggeration for everyone, but she's written a lot. She's got a lot of experience. And so she knows what she's talking about. But she said, talking about hiring staff, she said, hire before you're ready. Hire before you think you're ready. And that sounds scary because basically she's saying, spend money before you think you're ready to spend money. But I've discovered, even in just making my little online course, like I had to spend money to make it but I've already made that money back and mm -hmm. then some, which mm -hmm. has been really encouraging for me because I was sort of thinking like, my goal of measuring my success with this first course is that I finish it, number one, <laughs> and that I share it, number two, and that I don't lose money. I want to get this in everybody's hand. Anybody who has a project they want to finish, I want them to take this course. And I'm talking about that way because I love it. I love the material. I, I really am excited about what I'm sharing. And it's sort of another iteration of my third book I wrote, A Million Little Ways. It's just sort of like, oh, you read that book? Okay, here's a, here's a next step maybe. So I s invested in this message for years already. So it's not something like you said, Dad, like, oh, I'd like to have a course. What should it be about? Instead, it was... I have all the stuff. Now what's the best way to package it? And I've I've discovered for this material, it's an online course. And I'm and like I remember Michael and you said years ago when you had all those ads on your sidebar and I think you put those ads through a filter of like if this isn't going to match with my stuff, it's not going to go there. But I remember even even that you said one day my goal is to have my sidebar filled with my own stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And we heard that a lot. You've heard, you've said mm -hmm. that. And yeah. the, the truth is sometimes you just, you have to do the ads because you have to pay for your kids' braces. Right. And that's okay. I'm so grateful that I had the ads. Right. Totally because grateful. that yeah. like, you've been able to do a lot with the revenue that you've made and you've done it as smartly as you've been able to do it. But sometimes you have to compromise a few things. And I right. think that you choose your family dinner over what a reader thinks about whether or not you're selling oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Even whether I think my blog is beautiful is or ugly, not, right. which was a big thing to me. I mean, that was one of the main reasons just because I didn't think it looked good I'm not as I don't have that high of standards maybe right. <laughs> as you might give me credit for <laughs> but it took I that was my goal for like two and a half years before I actually did it I mean it took that long 
to create something to go in its place mm-hmm. to you know take over that so, spot. So going back to the analogy of a traditional job, like let's just say classroom teacher. A classroom teacher has to do a lot of stuff they don't love doing. It's just part of your job, right? You have to go to a morning meeting where you have to hear the announcements. I came from education. <laughs> announcements. Okay, and I ran those meetings too, and they were horrible. You know, I have to like, okay, what's bus duty today? And like, like you have to go to these meetings. Like that's part of a job. And in the same way, if you want to be a writer online, there's parts of your job that are not going to be the the greatest things ever that you're super excited about. And for a time, you might have to have ads on your on your site because you want to have a sustainable job. You want to make sure that it's actually generating revenue. The dream, though, is to continually serve your audience so that you can get to a point where you're putting everything through the filter of serving your audience. This is possible. Like You get to a point where you just create stuff you love that your audience loves and you only talk about stuff that you love. You continually make the filter more narrow so that the only things you promote, the only things you talk about are things you know are gonna serve your audience and that you also benefit from as well. It's a great place to be. That's a process though, and you have a starting point and you get, yeah. it's you get to graduate. Yeah, it takes okay. a while. Yes. I've discovered yeah. that like a f- affiliate where I'm partnering with people I believe in mm-hmm. and I wanna cheer them on anyway, that is such a joy to me to yeah. be able to like I I bought my sister's course Cozy Minimals I bought it and then I became an affiliate and, you're and then affiliate. I did it I was the top we affiliate but we'll talk stuff. about that later um, and I couldn't say it because she was my sister I know she made it look like she was my like secretly getting you a prize. but I was like a legit affiliate and yeah. you didn't help me out but I was genuinely thrilled with the results of that course in my own house and I couldn't wait to share it because I knew that. The stuff that I struggled with and then watched the course and those light bulbs came on for me, I knew that I had readers who felt the same way. And so I was able to share... I mean, there's nothing more powerful than a before and after. It's able to share that. And you know what? I would have shared it anyway for free. That's right. But the fact that I could be an affiliate and not only support you, but also help my reader and then share what I'd done that felt like really like, oh, you helped me not make my house look like yours. You helped me make it look like me. And, and then have so income for your own And then self. to be able to, yeah. And so I've been able to do that with you and then with other writers and business people who are doing things that I believe in. That's been a real fun part of my job that I would not have thought would be fun. It sounds on the front end it's like oh that's scary and maybe that's stressful because but it's been really fun because you're right brian you Hmm. just you partner with people you believe in who have a message that you believe in and then you share things that you would have shared anyway and then to be able to get paid for it so you can continue to do it that's right it's Mm -hmm. the best everyone wins this is where you can go but you don't have to be overwhelmed and feel like oh i have all these choices and i have to get all the way there overnight you get there gradually. Everyone saying something here about it got there over a period of years, but they had to start moving. Oh, yeah. I wrote for years on my blog back when ads were like what everybody was doing in page views. And I didn't have I didn't make a penny from the blog at all. But I will say years later, after doing that, I wouldn't have gotten my first book deal if I hadn't been writing on the blog. You built an audience from built the an writing. Audience and, mm-hmm. I, and not only that, but I realized that I had something I wanted to say that I don't know that would have come out if I hadn't been regularly writing. But my first advance, I mean, I didn't have an agent. My first advance was meager. I mean, it was fine, but it definitely didn't support us for... For a year to write. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 mm-hmm. not at all. But... Now I get royalties on that. So there what there are some benefits of taking a small advance in hopes that you'll be able to sell through that advance so that you can receive a royalty check. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not like my our, we were living off royalties either, you know. So it's great to have lots of different streams of revenue. 
I, I think there's a couple that we, we might just want to mention. Um, one of them is speaking revenue. And so I know that's a dream for a lot of people that write is also to speak. And some people are terrified of speaking and hate speaking. But one of them sitting right here at this table. It, it can be lucrative. Um, <laughs> yeah, not what, worth it. <laughs> what I'm finding now with speaking is it's not really the speaking fee itself, but there's two reasons to speak. Number one is the in-person connections that you make. So it's, it's the relationships that you build with the other speakers. It's getting to know your audience in person. And then number two, it's email list building. You can offer something from the stage for free, a lead magnet, and get them on your email list, people attending. And they feel a connection to you because they saw you live that they they don't feel by going to your blog one time or seeing a Facebook ad or something like that. And then so, you can stay connected with them. Since stay you've connected. Them and you got their email. That's right. You know, what I like to do with all these revenue streams is I think about the success path. I think about this kind of choose your own adventure strategy where basically if you think about your blog, you have a goal for people that are following your stuff. Like for Michaelin, it's helping them, you know, discover a, a home they love with the stuff they have or having a cozy minimalist home or a kind of moving forward in having this home that they love. Well, there are steps in that journey. They can start for free by reading the blog and following her on Instagram. I'm that's speaking the, for you. And that's the free. You that's know the it. free. You, yeah, okay. you got it. And then the next step would be a small commitment, which is joining her email list. And so signing which up for the email free. list, which is also mm-hmm. free, but it costs an email address. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I quantify at $3. <laughs> and it's my job to keep them there with awesome emails. Yes. Okay, so nurturing them. And now that they're on her email list, she can send out things like, hey, there's this cool bundle sale you need to check out. And so that's a way for her to move them up through that success path where she's saying, there's all these great things available and you're going to enjoy them and it's going to help them in their journey of creating a home that they love. Then the next step would be some sort of online course. And so like, for example, that would be the Cozy Minimalist course, which is around the 20 to $40 mark, depending on when you're purchasing it and what's included. And then there might be another step, which is maybe meeting you in person by coming to an event, you know, or coaching or consulting, or there's all kinds of next levels, but you start free and you, and you gradually invite people to the next room in your house. You invite them to the next step in your relationship. And if you look at your readers in that way, where are they right now and how can I help them take the next step? It comes from a place of service. It doesn't come from a place of selling. And you're still always offering that free content yes. to the person who might never buy or they maybe can't ever afford to buy anything online from people. I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. that's how they would see it. But you're still doing that free stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you stop doing the free and now you have to pay for everything. But there's always, it's like a ladder. There's always a level that some people are going to want more and then some people aren't going to be able to take the more. But it's nice to have lots of different offerings yep. at different levels. The, the biggest mistake I see, I see bloggers make, because that, that's who I work with, is they don't have enough opportunities at the high end. They have a lot at the low end, a lot at the free spot. They'll blog four times a week. It's all free. Everything's free, 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 free. Or I get paid, you know, 30 cents for every time somebody clicks an ad or it's even less than that now. But they don't have, if you want to take the next step with me, here's my $97 course or here's my coaching group that I'm doing or here's how to come to my conference that I'm hosting or my weekend writer's retreat. There's a lot of opportunities. There are people that are following you right now. Even if you have a really small audience, there are still people that are following you that would love to go deeper with you. And and I have two clients that I've worked with um, in the past and both of them this summer, this last summer, I encouraged them. They didn't know what they wanted to do next. And I said, why don't you just open up a coaching group and just say, I just want to walk with you and help you just 
accomplished some goals and both of them did it. I don't think they charged enough, but they, they charged, you know, what was a stretch for them. And they had people coming out of the woodwork purchasing this, this coaching package. So I think coaching is another revenue stream where basically what I do with coaching is I look at where was I three to five years ago and find people that are there at that point right now and help them skip those three years of learning by working with me on you know a six-week basis, awesome. once a week, something like that. Again, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Co- coaching's been a big to- part of my, my personal revenue is, is working with newbies mm-hmm. and helping them you know, learn the mistakes, not publicly. <laughs> learn them in our group mm-hmm. instead of learning them by by making them making those mistakes publicly. I think one of the struggles that probably a lot of your clients have with yeah. not charging more or not even offering that is yeah. because we're afraid that, well, I'm not an expert or I'm not, oh, well, I don't know that much, but you forget, and Brian, you've helped me with this, mm-hmm. that we forget that you, you don't have to know everything. You just have to be a little further down the path than the yep. person that you want to serve. And I think we're all a little further down the path than someone and they need help and they might want some help. And so to be able to offer that, they don't have to say yes, but the people who need it are willing to take you up on that offer. So what do you think? Got a little idea for something? What's the next step for you? One step you can take now. I really hope you take it. One thing that can help you with any of your next steps is to join Hope Riders, a whole community of writers on the same journey you are. Writers who get it, who've been there and can help you, and some who are there now and need your help. Go inside Hope Riders right now for $1 for a week at hoperiders.com trial. If you love to write, there's something for you inside Hope Riders. Be a better writer, help with marketing and your platform, find your voice, your niche, write better blog posts, all kinds of help with your book and writing dreams, and the Hope Rider Facebook group. A super community where you ask questions, make friends, and get encouragement to grow your confidence and ditch the anxiety that comes with your writing dreams. Go inside Hope Riders now for a week for $1. Just go to hoperiders.com slash trial. We'd love to connect with you inside. In the next episode of the Hope Rider podcast, you can't do everything, right? Two episodes ago, we talked about your one main thing, what's most important in your writing, which of course means there are things you don't do that you can't do. It takes as much discipline to choose what not to do as to choose what to do, right? We'll help you with that. In the next episode of the Hope Rider podcast, here's what we don't do. And some final words of hope from Hope Rider Winston Churchill. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Thanks for listening.